Hi, thank you for joining us today with Real Talk with Chandrell. If you would take a moment to share and invite, like us on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, um, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Real Talk with Chandrell, where we turn our talk into reality. On today, we have a very interesting topic as it relates to the miseducation of the Negro. Um, there is a book that I would like to have a discussion of a series of, of discussions as it relates to the author Carter G. Woodson uh, with the miseducation of the Negro. Um, there is some important information within this um, book that I wanted to bring to light that even today as, as individuals we, we are experiencing in, um, these same issues just with different persons um, playing the role. Now, in, in, his, in the book, um, The Miseducation of the Negro, in chapter um, 11, as it relates to the, I mean, I'm sorry, chapter 9, the political education, he mentioned about how political education has, has been neglected. For so long, our people have been so shied away from political conversation, not understanding the struggle that our ancestors and the, the amount of blood that was shed for us to have such privilege to be able to participate and engage within the political system. Um, those of you all that understand history know um, that education was was one of the priorities of, of the people of, of, of color, uh, of the Negroes, of, of what they call them, of, of those days which were known, which interpreted to be people black, black people in general. But um, there, there has always been a, a misconception and a, a miseducation of, of the Negro role within society, which has really affected us as modern-day people of color. We have been bamboozled people by different ideologies and different methods um, about organizing and, and, and engaging within our community. And as some of you should be aware of, it, it seems to be within the African-American communities is the only community that does not have a, a long retention span of its economics. The minute we get it in our hands, it just circulates outside of the African-American community. Well, part of this is because of the miseducation of the Negro. One of the things that was grossly miseducated, it was as it relates to our political engagement. Now, we, we have been taught that, oh, we must keep state and, and church separate. No. The two work hand in hand. That's why when you when you notice when it's election time, the the the, the primary place politicians want to run to is in the congregation of of the fellowship of of the church. Um, I don't understand. Well, I understand, but I don't really really comprehend. The, why we as a people, some of us has not come to the realization that there could never be a separation of church and state as long as we are citizens of the United States of America. Because in this society that we live in, it is a society built on organizations. 
Vanessa. And it's a society that's built on networking and collaborating and finding like minds. But the problem that some of us are still avoiding is the miseducation as it relates to the motives and the intents of these systems, these organizations that has placed themselves in our lives, that has taken us away from the fundamental um um, goal of, of living a God kind of life which consists of the family, the mother, the father, and the child, which brings about a family. So we must first get our families in order before we can think about engaging and organizing and bringing change to systems that have been established and designed to divide and conquer us as a people. Now, in the book, The Miseducation of the Negro, um, Dr. Carter G. Wilson spoke on some things, and he said that one of the points that he said is the study of the Constitution of the United States if the Negroes were granted the opportunity to pursue this document, they might learn to contend for the rights therein guaranteed. And no Negro teacher who gives attention to such matter of government is tolerant in those backward districts. The teaching of government or the lack of such instructions then must be made to conform the policy of keeping the Negro in his place. So see, even in the educational system of the black man and woman, that system was designed to keep you ignorant from your God-given sovereign right as your constitutional right of a living soul, it was designed to keep you miseducated, uneducated about your birth right. And the teachers, that's why it is so important. It reminds me of the scripture, um, Hosea 4, 6, for my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The miseducation of the Negro. It is because of the miseducation of the Negro that we see that we as a people of color has not yet arrived to our full potential of organizing because we are the only nationality of people who seem to not have gotten it right just yet. You see Asians come in, you see all types of foreigners come into the land of America, and they all know and understand how to work together and how to build each other up and how one hand lifts up another. But it is problematic that we find it very limited in the people of color community. And one of the primary reasons of this is because of the miseducation of the Negro. You got to first be able to know thyself in order to understand where you are coming from where you are living what you're living within and what you are striving towards you must understand thyself first now in this book he clearly states that starting out after the civil war the opponents of freedom Freedom and social justice decided to work out a program which would enslave the Negro mind. See, my people are destroyed for a lack 
of knowledge. Let the same mind be in you, which was also in the Christ-like anointed, meaning anointed mind, uh, a conscious mind. Let that same mind be in you. But the goal of the one after the Civil War, there was a program to keep the minds of the Negroes enslaved in so much as the freedom of the body had to be conceded. It was well understood that if by teaching of history, the white man would be further assured of his superiority and the Negro would be made to feel that he had always been a failure and that the subjects of his will to some other race is necessary the freeman then should stand to be a slave if you can control a man's thinking you do not have to worry about his actions let me repeat this if you can control a man's thinking you don't have to worry about his actions. When you determine what a man shall think, you do not have to be concerned yourself about what he will do. If you will make a man feel that he is inferior, you do not have to compel him to accept an inferior status, for he will seek it himself. Oh, my people, we got a problem, the miseducation of the Negro. See, this battle has always been about your mind. You think it's about race. No, it's just much bigger than race. It's about being superior and inferior. Now, which side of the pole, which side of the line are you going to stand on? But as for me, I'm standing on the side of the superiority because I stand to be inferior by any person because whatsoever the man thinketh, so is he. So Dr. Carter G. Wilson stated clearly that if you make a man think that he is justly an outcast, you do not have to order him to the back door. He will go without being told and if there is no back door, his very nature will demand one. That's very powerful. Those of you that want to chime in with this call, the miseducation of the Negro as it relates to if you can control the mind of the man, you don't even have to worry and, and, and worry about his actions because it will automatically flow in place. So if you don't mind, dial in with your questions, comments. I stand to... Um, hear from input of the people as it relates to the miseducation of the Negro as it relates to the book written by Dr. Carter G. Woodson. I, inv I, I encourage any person of higher learning to tap into this book, The Miseducation of the Negro, because it will be a series of teaching. But right now, the point that I want to make is about the mind. See, the mind is a very powerful thing. It is not by accident that the mind sits at the head which controls the body and instructs the whole body to do things. If you look at the anatomy of where the mind sits, it sits right at the center top within the brain. But we must all understand that the way that we think must be revised, must be revised 
and must be restored because when your mind is discombobulated when your mind is suppressed when your mind is indoctrinated and institutionalized you will be controlled you were not born to be controlled you born free and innocent and until we understand that the same system that we are engaged in is designed to divide and conquer and control us we will never live to our full sovereign potential the miseducation of the negro as it relates to your mind pay attention who is influencing your mind who is influencing your mind we'll be right back after this short break like us and share us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, NOLA Talk. We'll be right back after this brief break. Listen up. Your customers, our listeners, could be hearing about your business right now. Yeah, right now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to advertise with NewOrleansTalkNetwork.com. Call our business department today at 504-475-4793 to hear about our great rates. NewOrleansTalkNetwork.com. We provide the people, you provide the business. Bethesda House of Prayer. Bethesda is a church for non-traditional worshipers, a church designed for those who love God's Word. Would you like to attend a church where believers and non-believers can choose to worship together? A church where cultural differences does not get in the way of God's message. We invite you to be our special guest. Our services begin 9 a.m. on Sunday, located at 7601 West Bank Expressway, Sweet Feet, Morero, Louisiana. For more information, contact us at 504-348-0132. Here at Jones Insurance, your full service agency, let us take care of all your insurance needs. We provide homeowners insurance, flood, rental, commercial, auto, and life insurance. Don't let the unexpected tragedy destroy your family's future. Here at Jones Insurance, 7603 West Bank Expressway, Morero, Louisiana, 772. Contact Lois at 504-348. Please take a moment, like us on Facebook. People, as people, please engage, share, and like on YouTube to get the algorithm going, you know, um, because it's so important that people get sound, knowledgeable information that is transformational for their lives. So I just would like you all to like us on Facebook. 
share it. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Real Talk with Chandrell, where we talk, make our talk into reality. Subscribe and like on YouTube. Share, please share and invite, engage, listen on Spotify. I mean, people, this is a wealth of information that will be real talk, giving it to you just the way that it is and breaking it down in a manner in which you can comprehend and understand why we as a people are experiencing the things we are experiencing and what have been experienced already and what will be experienced if we don't make the right decision to invoke change in the now. Now, we've been talking on the topic of the miseducation of the Negro based on a book written by Dr. Carter G. Wilson, a very, very wise intellectual man, and I feel compelled that it is time for us to bring these topics up and address these topics to raise the consciousness of the people of color formerly known as Negroes, which simply mean black. You know, we got to understand that in our history, black people, we have been one of the most suppressed people, although we were one of the most ancient of ancient civilization, one of the most ancient of ancient civilized intelligent individuals who taught other civilizations even far back as the age of ancient Kemet and Kush. So, I mean, this is a very, very, very sensitive topic, but it is time for us as a people to understand the struggles that we are in so that we will not take lightly the privileges that we are now living within people. We are privileged. There are so many people who have shedded blood to see, and they would be so, so discouraged and disheartened to see how lazy some of us people of color have become. We have now we have to bring in most of the hispanic people to come in to be the laborers because our own people have got so complex so content in this situation to where they don't even realize that we are allowing another nationality of people to now become the majority. Now, back to the point that I was making about when dr carter g wilson mentioned in his book he said when you determine what a man shall think. Let me, let, me, let me rephrase that. When you determine what a man shall think. Shall is a very powerful word. It ain't say would think, should think, or will think. It says shall think. It says once you have established that, you don't have to be concerned about his actions because you done already started the mind control thing going on. Guess what? You don't even have to put him to make himself to, to think he is justly an outcast because his actions will clearly demonstrate he has been bamboozled because his mind has already been set to think that he is inferior. And that, guess what? Not only that, you don't even have to give him orders to hit the back door. You don't have to give him orders that he need to be last in the line. He will do this even without being told. That's just how far gone his mindset is set backwards. And if there is no back door, he will very naturally, by nature, will demand one. Excuse me, sir. 
Where's the back door? How stupid can one be to let anyone have that kind of much control over your mind? To where you, your natural instinct will kick in to be considered last or the back door. And when there's not even a back door, you demanding one anyway. Think about this, people. We have some problems. This program so properly immediately after the Civil War was not new. This ain't nothing new. The Bible even tell you there's nothing new under the sun. But after this upheaval, it execution received a new stimulus. Because I want you all to understand, after the Civil War, see, we had a Reconstruction going on. And after the Reconstruction, that, during the Reconstruction period time, there was a compromise and a deceptive tactic by the political powers that be that stopped the advancement of the Reconstruction era of when it was the civil rights. Now, keep in mind, people, don't get it twisted. Our fight was never about social interaction. It was never about integration. We was okay with separate with separate but equal. We were simply demanding resources, educational resources for as updated textbooks and the powers that be, the political powers that be, split the black people because they realized that there were power in the numbers and there became the Democrats pulling on the blacks and the Republicans pulling on the blacks. But more commonly, the educated intellectual person of color and of a free person of color will lean toward the republic. And those that were bamboozled and undereducated, not educated or miseducated, did not have the comprehension to understand about the agendas of both parties, primarily the Democratic Party, which was simply the founder of the Ku Klux Klan, who is clearly a voice of white supremacy. The miseducation of the Negro. Histories written elsewhere for the former slaves' eras are discarded, and the New Testament of local and national history in the conformity with the with the propaganda was produced to give whites and blacks the biased point of view of the development of the nation and the relations of the races. So do you understand, people, this was an agenda to divide and conquer the sets of nationalities, to separate the white and the black, to fulfill an agenda called division divided you are conquered together you stand if you want to engage in this conversation please contact us at the number listed on the screen to engage we're talking the miseducation of the negro um and that if you have you don't have to worry about a man's action if you control what he think you already know and can predict just by his conditioning of his mindset 
his actions. In other words, they're saying once we got your mind, you are now predictable. See, we must come into a point of living, of becoming unpredictable. Because society has noted us down as being a nation of people who are predictable based on the conditioning of our minds. So special treatment during the reconsideration was given to those. I know some of you may have heard of the meritorious manumission. That was for some of the Negroes who were considered the token blacks. Those that would sell out their people and be rewarded. A clear example of that would be Uncle Tom and Sam Bo. We have a caller on the line, but a key example, I want to get this point out to you. It was not Sam Bo that was the hero. It was Uncle Tom. Sam, o Sam Bo was the field Negro that sold out Tom, that man of color that was inside the house that was allowing his people to be educated in master house, resulting in Tom losing his life because of his allegiance and his loyalty to liberate his people. We have a caller on the line. Caller, how are you today? I'm fine. I'm good. Thank you for having the conversation and miseducation of the Negro. You need some Lauren Hill playing in the background or something for this conversation. Thank you for having the sister. How you doing today? Oh, brother, I'm fine. I'm just, I'm just needing people just to engage. I appreciate your caller for calling in. I hope the the nuggets that I'm shedding light on would stimulate your mind just to elaborate and engage in the conversation with me, so we can wake our people up for them to understand the agenda of the powers that be. Absolutely, you feel me? Um. When it comes down to the miseducation of the black man, especially uh, urban black men that are what I want to say, you know, financially strapped, they don't really have a lot of money, it really impacts them as well, you know. So I heard you speaking on um, a book earlier, you know, you was you was uh, quoting passages from the book. From, so I like I wanted you to reiterate that so I could kind of like, you know, give my opinion on it what you were speaking on from the book. Okay, but I can't remember what you say. Okay, I, what we're reading from is, and we're gonna do a series of teaching, of informative information rather, from Dr. Carter G. Woodson on the miseducation of the Negro. And one point that he made clear to us was that if you can control a man's thinking, you do not have to worry about his actions. I agree with that. I, I think um, that's what they did during slavery. They controlled the way men thought. If you thought you wasn't free, then you wasn't free. So they they had to have no gates up because they knew you weren't going to run away. They controlled the way you thought, you know. And, and anybody, of course, anybody who tried to run away, there was consequences for that. But that's how they controlled these slaves. They controlled the way the man thought, you know what I'm saying? And, um, they made you feel like you wasn't free. And 
that's how they was able to stop them from running away back in the days. It's like livestock or something. So today, but, um, how do you see today, you, even if this was his thoughts back then? Today, can you yeah, honestly uh, observe to see some of this spirit mentality still existing? And could you expound on your thought on even today, the 2022, the time we living in? Can you see where that's still manifesting itself? Most definitely. I mean, it's been scientifically proven that people can be genetically predisposed to things. And what uh, centuries of these type of tactics, uh, uh, you can be genetically predisposed to something, and I'm not making an excuse, but that's where the education comes in. Cause that's where you break the cycle of, of, of being genetically predisposed to something, but doing something about it, not a natural state. African-American men, especially ones who are economically disadvantaged, they are, you know, they are really prey when it comes to this type of mindset because still to this day, they're being controlled. They, they don't think they're free. And so they rebel in different ways. They don't, they don't, they don't seek the education that they need to feel free. And when, in order to feel free, you have to be informed on how to be free. You have to be taught. Right. You know, so I do believe that, you know, you teach a man as you think it, that's how you live. You know, so if you, if you, if you think, man, these things aren't for me or these things aren't available to me, these resources aren't available to me, you're not going to want them. You're not going to demand them. You're not going to strive to achieve those things. You know, you're just going to settle for what you have. And that's not to downplay anybody, anybody that's working a nine-to-five out here trying to get it. It's a certain type of mentality, but it affects economic uh, disadvantaged black men, especially at a young age, the teenage uh, kid, you know what I'm saying, um, that's growing up in poverty and, not, and, and don't really have resources that uh, people with wealth have, you know what I'm saying? So a mentality of, 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 um, of not knowing the history of being free and what being free really means mentally, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of like put yourself in the box when it comes to thinking. So would you, would you say it's safe to say that the result of all this conditioning is that the Negro grow without knowledge of political matters, which should be concerned, which should be, which we all should be concerned as an element to prevent the Negro from learning too much about these things in the white schools or something neglected also. But the, but the latter has the, the, the opportunity to learn by contact, close opposite, op observation, and actual participation in the government affairs. So w would it be safe to say because our minds have been conditioned and because of us being neglected of understanding how our government truly works has deprived us of taking our rightful place in the political arena. Absolutely. Let me say this. That was, that was a whole spill right there of real. Um, and to hear, hear that coming from a queen, you know, it's, it's impactful because normally, you know, it is it, is this is the this is this is something that young men need to be hearing from men. Mm -hmm. 
at the earliest age and our woman as well. What I mean about that is because it's powerful in this, in this powerful coming from a black woman. Um, when we grow up and I don't think enough light is being shed on this. Uh, we are taught as young black men, a uh, young black kids that the system doesn't work for us. You know, we learn early that this federal government that we live under has, 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 has suppressed us for generations. And that's one of the first things we learn. And the reason why we learn that is because that's what they want us to know, that this government ain't for you. When really, as you become an adult, any system be taken advantage of by learning the system. If you don't learn the system, you can never take advantage of it. So when we growing up, you know, it's always being put out, spun in the news that this is what's happening to black people in America. This is what's happening to black people in America. When the real story needs to be, look at what black people have overcome in America. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at the resilience of black people. We need to celebrate the resilience of black people instead of the, uh, the violence that black people suffered. You know, so we, they install fear into our kids at an early age, like, hey, the police will kill you. Um, hey, the federal government doesn't want to give you anything. Stuff like that. So that's a fear. That's, that's tactically being put in place. We don't teach our children that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we teach our children how to work hard. And, and, um, and you're right. And it's, 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 we learn that in the system. And, and you know. you're, you're right, and it's, 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 it's disturbing and, and problematic because we we come to understand that Dr. Carter G. Wilson has shed light in this book that I would encourage everyone that's under the sign of my voice to get a copy of because this will be a series of discussions because it's time for us as a people to understand that the system was never designed with an inclusion of us until we became relevant to the fight. We the demanded fight. We demanded that our our ancestors, our most recent ancestors, from all aspects of what they believed in. At one point in time in this country, they demanded that. They fought for it. Whether, whether people agreed with the agenda or not, there still was an agenda, you know. And our people, we brought into the agenda. Now, there's two sides to the story. Some people, like, reference to Dr. King and some people reference to Malcolm X mentality. Mm -hmm. um, but nevertheless, it was a mentality we brought into. And we, and we thrived on both sides of it. It was able to to get a lot of the things that we demanded, mm -hmm. you know, we were able to get those things. Mm -hmm. And one of the, one of the, one of the demands that didn't, uh, that we didn't get was, you know, the, uh, segre desegregation. You know, mm -hmm. we wanted to have our own schools. We wanted to have our own, like you were speaking on earlier. We wanted to have our own educational system mm -hmm. because we knew well, some of our ancestor leaders knew that our own education system, which mm -hmm. the same system that's installing fear into our children, yes. that's creating an environment for our kids to get an education, but also 
stay in your place mm-hmm. type system to where it's like, you know, we, we have settled for the crumbs and we have to settle for desegregation um, versus getting our own. And they put us with the kids that, that said, you know what? We, we know our group of people is a, as long as we are controlling the money, mm-hmm. as long as we are controlling the curriculum, as long as we are, like you talking about, as long as you control the mind. You're saying something very we powerful. We don't have to put up fences. You're saying something powerful because I was just highlighting and I was about to bring up the objective is merely the control of the delegates and federal patronage for the financial considerations involved. You see that? And you just answered it. We clearly see and understand that the motives and intent behind all of this was for control and to dominate the finances. It was never all because I feel so sorry for Sue John them. No, it was about being dominant and having control over our finances. You see that? The saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, is a human being reference. And what you mean about that, if we bring it back to the animals, when you first get a dog, you want to get that dog as a puppy because you have the best chances of raising that animal to how you want that animal to be. Mm-hmm. Now, it's the same thing with human beings. They control the money for our schools, the federal government. They control what our kids consume as far as education and food. They control what's going on as far as transportation, how to get them to and from school. And this is for the first 18 years of their life. Right. That's the pup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as they go through the educational process, they learn what the federal government says they need to learn. And unless you have money to send your child to the institution of your liking, you have to settle for that. You know what I'm saying? So as our children, the next generation of 2010 babies become 10 years old, we have to start to correct the education of how the federal government works for us mm-hmm. because it wasn't designed to work for us, you know, but we need to learn how the system works for other groups of people. That's what our ancestors did. They learned the system and they learned how to manipulate the system. Politics is everything in our community. Right. It is the foundation of all communities in America. This is why we have council members, school board members, and Mm -hmm. you're running for school board. Um, This is why we have lower level of politics. All politics is local. Federal government, the president of the United States is the only politician in this country that that is the executive of all states. Mm -hmm. So when you look at politics, all politics is local, and it is an essential part to the development of our youth. And now we need to start telling our, teaching our youth that, hey, listen, your school board representatives answer to you. Your local councilmen answer to you. Your local, step, your local state representatives answer to you. And in the next 10 years, if it's a 10-year-old, we need to start teaching them. And in eight years, it is going to be your obligation to make sure you are a part of that process so that this system can work for you through your leaders. 
Right. And, and you that, know, and um, that's, that's 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 how we correct the education. And and that's a strong point, and it it brings to my mind once as we conclude, um, in in chapter ten, and we're gonna pick up the next Monday because we're gonna do a series of teaching on the miseducation of. And of I want to make this point before I didn't mean to cut you off. I just want to make this point how I'm so happy to hear that. You've announced you're running for the school board. A woman like you that's so strong and so educated and, and, and they can articulate these things to the public, people would think she's a rebel. But at the end of the day, you understand how important politics is in the community, so you're getting involved. So that's just to give validation to what I was just saying. A woman like you that, that, that can come off like a rebel because of the way you, how powerful you are with your words, is still getting involved in the political process by running for a political seat to be sworn in when you win. So I just want to say that, make that point that politics is everything in our community and we need to get more involved in the political realm. And, and I truly agree. And the reason that I consider to, 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 to yield myself to serving in, within the educational system is because I am fully conscious in understanding how powerful the educational system is um, unto our future generations. And I'm a big, strong advocate and voice for education and intellect. And I feel that with my experience and qualification that in a season such as this, uh, we need a voice such as mine to be able to bring about change in the right direction. Um, that is the reason why I chose to, to run for school board. Never in a million years would I have thought that I would be um, a, a, a politician. But now since I've been re-educated, I understand the importance of, of getting involved in my community politics because it's the politicians that makes the decision and the governmental influences that determine the direction of our future. And it starts by Absolutely. the education. And that's why I chose to run for school board because I have an agenda with an intention to take corrective action and oversight on the type of education being brought to the attention of our students. Absolutely. And the best way to do something about that is get involved. And I'm calling on, we calling on everyone in St. John the Baptist Parish to get involved. You know, get involved in this upcoming election. Uh, be, make your voices be heard by speaking for the people. Uh, and the people... We are going to the polls in St. John the Baptist, and we're going to vote Sandra Paralu in for school board because she is the voice of the people. And the people is the number one agenda yes. when it comes to these things. And educating our children, and it's not to deliver hate, and it's not to make people feel as though we're rebels. We're not rebels. We, under, like we, we are re-educating our children to understand that this great land that we live on can work for them, but they have to understand how the process works. Right. We need to re-change the way they think, and we have to get involved in politics. And what's the best way to get involved in politics with the kids? Get involved with the school board. That way you could be one that could be a part of the decision-making process when it comes to our youth. 
And I intend to Thank work you closely. For being for being that soul. And I, I I am humbled by your expression on today and I, I just want the people that's listening under the sound of my voice to understand that we are in a very crucial time and we need uncompromisable leadership. Intellectual, competent, educated leadership that understands the history of our people and our system and to identify the areas that demand changes so that we can create a better future for our children children i am a visionary chandrell perilou district 11 school board number 77 i am truly a voice for change with results i've went up against like i'm david like up against goliath i am responsible for causing saint john the baptist parish Government to update its outdated home rule charter, which could have been a tremendous nightmare of legal issues had it not been corrected. I'm also responsible pro se representation of myself with no monetary gain. Responsible for winning an injunction against St. John the Baptist Parish School Board, which resulted in them to follow their own policies and procedures. See, people, I'm not just about the talk. I'm about the actions and the results that manifest from the talk. You shall know them by their actions. And by doing a talk show, that's proof that you will make yourself accessible to the public. You already are. I'm humble. Till next time. So, you know. I received that. And until next time, I will encourage you all to engage in real talk with Chandrell as we continue the series of teaching on the miseducation of the Negro so that it can enlighten the minds of the listener. Tune in next time with Real Talk with Chandrell. Now New Orleans has a choice. Download the New Orleans Talk Network app for your mobile device or listen at www.neworleanstalknetwork.com. Hi, I'm Prophetess Charlene Duforce. And I'm Bishop Carol Duforce Sr. And we're from Living Witnesses Ministries. And we also uh, have a program on, on the internet uh, called Living by the Word Daily. And it's we're seen every Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 12 noon Central Time on the New Orleans Talk Network. And we would like to invite you to tune in with us every Wednesday morning, again, 11 to 12 noon Central Daylight Time. Please join us as we teach the Word of God. Thank you, and God bless. God bless you.